0: But the voice of truth Tells me a different story The voice of truth Says do not be afraid And the voice of truth Says this is for my Welcome, folks, to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, accompanied by my co-host, Brian Loversee. Every week, you're listening to the only show in America, folks, where you'll experience the fusion of church and state. So, on the Voice of Truth radio show, we're going to be talking about and engaging in vigorous and robust discussion on culture, history, current events, and we're going to bring it from a biblical perspective, because that's the only perspective that matters you can uh, podcast us find us uh, our podcast at voice of truth with mike azinger and the show on the radio 103.9 praise fm is every thursday at five saturdays at three that is afternoon not morning we want to get at least a decent time slot right since pastor you're in charge of the (laughs) since (laughs) we do 5 a.m and 3 a.m i know
1: people i can get whatever time we want there you
0: go all right you're the man
1: Uh, So, how you been, Pastor? I'm doing great. Hey, I want uh, our audience to know, too, this is going to be kind of a special edition of Voice of Truth Radio in the sense that this is our radio station's share week. And, uh, of course, we have wonderful listeners in the mid-Ohio Valley, and they're listening because they enjoy the encouragement, the music, they enjoy the preaching, and just being able to have a radio station that contributes to their spiritual growth. And information. And so we're excited about what the radio station's doing. We're excited about the partnerships that we've created Mm. in our community. And we're glad for shows like this where there is a space for us to frame the way that we view life through the truth of God's word. And I think that's so important. So if you're a listener and you uh, have enjoyed the radio station, help partner with us. Of course, pray for us, but also. Uh, we are looking for your financial support this week. So if God would move on your heart to help us financially, uh, we could have you call in right now to 304-893-9736. That's 304 893-9736. You could also go to our website, www.praisefm.net, and there you can contribute by clicking on the Give button. And we would really encourage you to do that. Uh, we'd love to keep this radio station going and ministering in this community. So help us out with that. Call in or go online and uh, donate today.
0: Give that number one more time, Pastor.
1: Sure, it is 304 893-9736.
0: You know, Pastor, before we came on the air, look, uh, I, was, uh, I was with a Christian radio station in Indiana for uh, several years, had my own show out there that I've mentioned before, and so I've done several share-a-thons, and um, uh, I think it's, it's so important for folks to understand the power of Christian radio. And how how it uh, edifies the Christian and builds up, and and teaches. I was uh, I was telling you about this before we came on the air. I was going uh, driving up to Marietta last night. Had an errand up there, and I had one with three point nine on. And um, uh, what's the gal's name? The oh, Janet Mefford. Uh, yes. And she had a guest on uh, who was an author uh, who wrote a book uh, that I had read, but he's not a well-known author, but he had writ- written a book on how the Bible had created the Western hmm. world, Western civilization. And so I, I had him on, and I was listening, and it was was just very interesting. And and uh, uh, look, the, the secular world isn't going to teach us the no. Bible, right? And it's not going to teach us our Christian history. That's right. And we have shows on uh, 103.9 like um, Wall Builders uh, mm. that teaches our Christian foundation. And, and uh, just a, a great schedule on this station, 103.9. And uh, so we need, uh, we need folks to pay for it, to be real frank. Yeah, absolutely. We need believers who are like-minded that uh, have a passion For Christian radio, Mm. not just radio, Christian radio. I had a guy in my office a couple days ago uh, who's a lobbyist down in Charleston, and we were talking about uh, some medical stuff, some medical bills. And he said, oh, yeah, by the way, I I own a couple of uh, radio stations, and I'm getting into radio when I retire from uh, being a lobbyist. And he, this guy is uh, a good guy, nice guy. We had a fun conversation, but he owns radios. He loves radio. He has a passion for radio um, kind of in a vacuum. But we don't have a passion for radio in a vacuum. We have a right. passion for a radio in the Christian uh, biblical context, uh, context that we want God. People to know about God, absolutely. And so, I'd encourage any of our
1: listeners to go to our website at www.praisefm.net. Look at our schedule. Now, the schedule will be different this week because it's our Share-a-thon week, and I think we have a special schedule posted for this week. But look at our regular programming and find those shows that speak to your heart in the time frame that you can listen and join us. We're so glad that you're part of our family.
0: Definitely. Is there a uh, uh, so? Anyway, we'll give the number again: three zero four eight nine three nine seven three six. We got folks that are on the phones and will take your call. Absolutely. And if somebody wanted to mail a check, say so they wanted to mail a check, who would they make the check out to? And uh, maybe an address of of uh, where they write the check. Would they, uh, you know, the the radio station is a part of Fellowship Baptist Church in, in Vienna.
1: Yeah. If they make the check out to uh, Faith Talk um, or Praise FM 103.9, um, then they can mail that to 3300 Rosemar uh, Drive. And, uh, uh, here in Vienna, West Virginia, and uh, that would also be a way that you could contribute. Uh, real easy to call that number that uh, that Mike just gave you, though, 304-893-9736, or go to our website at www.praisefm.net. Um, also, there'll be physical P.O. Box addresses on that
0: website that you can mail something off to as well. Great. There you go. So we're, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the Share-a-thon in and out of our show today. Uh, we have some some, some great uh, heavy topics that we're going to get into again, but uh, but a lot of a lot of the show is going to be the marathon. Yeah, we need folks, we need listeners to feel the burden of of Christian and, radio. And I think
1: we do deep down. You know, I think sometimes we can take things for granted. We just think, okay, this radio station is always going to be here. I can turn on my Christian music. I can listen to a show like Voice of Truth Radio. Where and I I know you like this word, the fusion of church
0: and state. I love state. that word. I love
1: it. <laughs> uh, but we're, honestly, where else are you going to get programming like that, especially on a local basis where you've got a state senator uh, right here in West Virginia that's able to share with you legislation that is, is being voted on real time uh, and give you uh, details about that? Um, where else can you find a worldview that helps to shape the way that we connect with uh, how our state is operated and how our our, our local officials are are prayed for and, mm. and upheld. I mean, uh, this is very unique, and, and you can take it for granted and think it's always going to be here, but it won't be here if people like you don't help us by praying and then giving this ministry.
0: And there's a lot of voices out there, Pastor, who don't want us here. This is a new day. We're living in a new day, and that's a good intro just to get into what we're going to talk about again today, and that is critical race theory, which Hmm. is a complicated, complex term that's hard to understand, but we're going to try to make it a little more understandable, and I think that's part on purpose. They want to sound uh they want to sound you know erudite and educated and use fancy words and that impresses uh, the marxists did the same thing mm. they used fancy fancy terminology and, and words uh to get the youth behind mm. them and that's what uh Mao Zedong did that stalin did that and uh uh these and this this movement is marxist in its roots and in its flavor and uh uh we're going to get into it. So, so Pastor, I was, I was uh, uh, after every session, the, the Senate and the House have a session every day at 11 o'clock. So we have a session, uh, which is a, defined differently as a two-month session every year. That's the session, but we have daily uh, sessions where we run the bills and vote on the bills and all that. And that happens at 11 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday. So uh, we're the, so the Senate Republicans uh, are are uh doing something new this year in terms of uh, getting our message out to them and uh, uh you know trying to do an end run around the media, and we have uh, we have a team that that does videos hmm. um of any senator that wants to you just you step off after the session's over you step off and uh, go across the little hallway into a really. Uh, a beautiful room. Everyone should visit the Capitol. It is really stunning inside mm-hmm. and out. But there's a room there that uh, that uh, run with a that folks walk through to get to the the West Wing. But it has a walkway in the middle. But it has two really beautifully uh, done uh, rooms on each side. That are, it's it's all open. So there's a big table there. The senator sits at the table and, and just kind of talks about whatever bill or whatever subject they want to talk about. So uh, they also recruit you because they, they need people to do it. So there's okay, Senator, can you, uh, can you do one today? Yeah, what do I do it on? I don't know what to do it on. So uh, I thought, well, you know what? And this is early on. This is uh, probably uh, three weeks ago, and we're five weeks in. So uh, four weeks in. So um, five weeks in. So <laughs> – uh, I said, I'm going to do it on critical race theory. I had a buddy that introduced a bill, and I had to introduce one too, but his had already come back up from downstairs. Uh, so I got on, uh, Pastor. I did a video of about uh, two minutes, maybe three minutes. It was not in-depth. It wasn't into the weeds. It was basically saying we have a problem in our country in education and elsewhere with critical race theory and we've got to get rid of critical race theory and teach our god uh, our godly roots our our christian heritage they put that video up the guy came to me a couple days later and he said Senator Asinger, yours has by far the most views you have at this point 66,000 views wow now look that that video i did it was not in depth. It was not a great video. It's not. This lady called me yesterday. And said, "Hey, look, I, you know, I'm from Oklahoma. Used to live in West Virginia. Uh, this critical race theory is awful. What do I do?" And uh, I said, and so I started, we started talking and in passing. I mentioned the video I did, and she said, "Oh, could you send me that?" And I thought, "I don't want to send her that. It's not that great of a <laughs> video. It doesn't have that much information in it. But you know what it says? It says two things to me. The left." hates what we're doing yeah. against critical race theory. And our side, the Christians and the conservatives are hungry and, and, and just uh, dying for somebody to stand up mm. against it. Yeah. so so the last I checked, it has 70,000 views. It probably has more than that now. and it's just a, a, a kind of a, a, a banal video. Against critical race. So, you know, I did a couple of days later, I did one down into the wheat. I don't know how many views it's got, but I do know uh, that that people are hungry for folks to uh, to stand up yeah. against critical race theory.
1: And, you know, never has the, the overused phrase been so true. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. That is so, so true. Having a voice is so important about these things.
0: And Edber- uh, Edmund Burke said that. Um, and 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 it it's so true. We had a gentleman uh, in the studio who stopped in. Uh, uh, can I say? Oh, yeah, it yeah, it was Leon yeah. Van, Valentine, who folks do listen to the station know and. And, and uh, what a good man. And he, we were just sitting there coveting his voice. Yeah. And so we, when he left, It Lord, is a true radio Please voice. give him a, a but it, laryngitis. But he so has a radio he, face, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pastor Brian Leversey <laughs> that said that, not Senator I That could cost me a vote. Oh, cost oh you no, 10 you're bucks part of this. Place. It's the fusion
1: of <laughs> church and state. <Saints, laughs> so what I say, you're
0: accountable for it. <laughs> so anyway, well where was I going with that? Leon Leon yeah. we were having a great conversation on on uh, that's the problem is uh when you have a radio show you uh, – we meet. We can't d- meet during the week because we don't have time. So we kind of do our, our radio meeting right before we get on the radio. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they can't tell. <laughs> no, they can't tell. Of course not. So uh, half the time after the meeting, I, I thought, well, why, why didn't we record that? That's good radio. So Leon Va- Valentine stepped in, and he just made some great simple points um, just about uh, w- what's wrong with critical race theory. What's wrong with the thinking of people? And he talked about, hey, look – uh, he said, I said on my radio show, What time? he has a radio show, I think every day at noon, uh, but uh, he said that, uh, look, I said on my radio show, the Bible says that there are uh, two sexes, mm-hmm. and we used to call them sex, now we call them gender, gender. that was part of the mistake, because yeah. gender is as many as you want. Sex, there's two sexes, male, female, that's what God said, right? In the beginning, God created male and female, whatever are, the verse, that's not... I think it's Genesis mm-hmm. 1, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I get a call yesterday, Pastor, a gal from uh, Oklahoma. I was just telling you about. Uh, nice lady. And uh, she used to live in St. Albans, St. Albans, which is Kanawha County near the capital. And she said, yeah, I'm looking for somebody to stand up uh, against, against this critical race theory um, so let's get, let's let's shoot for a little definition of what critical race theory is because there's, they they change the terminology and they make it uh, hard to understand. Like there's another there's a, a female professor who wrote uh, um, anonymously. She'd want her name yeah. on it. She wrote an article and she had, she called it critical social justice, which is confusing also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're the same thing. I think. Critical social justice might be an umbrella under which critical race theory probably exists, but uh, uh, so here's here's a an article um, uh, a, a definition. So it's basically everything that you see with critical race theory is under is within within the prism of race, mm-hmm. skin color, characteristics that were given to you by God at birth, and that's how you judge somebody. That's how you relate to somebody, and uh, it is about hating the the, the not just uh, it's about hating the male, the man, and it's about hating the white man too, white people. Where we are to be uh, guilty for our our skin color. Now, during slavery, the black folks they shouldn't have felt guilty for their skin color. They should never have been held as slaves because God made them. Uh, equally to mm. us in terms of, in terms of uh, their position and our position with God. Am I, am I right there? Absolutely.
1: And that's the, the fallacy of critical race theory is it promotes race above creation and identity. Mm. Our identity is in the image of God, the Bible says. All humankind is created as one race. We are the human race, and we were created in the image of God. And what critical race theory does is it preys on the notion that there are differences in value between people— based upon their physical features. And uh, that is untrue. It's blatantly untrue. And it festers and fosters violence. It festers and fosters resentment and bitterness and anger. And it does this generationally in order to continue to keep people captivated in their own self-righteousness. And that's what cancel culture and critical race theory is. It's a form of self-righteousness. I am analyzing the situation and I'm deeming you to be a criminal and I'm deeming these people to to be avengers of that criminality because of their race and that is wrong we should not be we should not be judged on the basis of our skin color we should not be judged on the basis of our nationality we should be judged on the content of our character and our actions are what either are in transgression of god's law or are meeting with god's mm. law and that's where the judgment should come from, not not our skin color or any other kind of nationality issue.
0: I had a, I had a thought the other day. Actually, I, I saw a post that I made the other day. Every once in a while, every year or two, I'll have a decent thought. And, uh, this... <laughs> well, the clock's right twice a day. <laughs> exactly. So this one I thought uh, I wrote, uh, righteous, uh, self-righteousness is when— we tell ourselves we do something good. Righteousness is when God tells us we did something good. That's a good. great thought. So that was uh, yeah. my second wow. one. Don't, ex- don't expect one until June. Who did you steal no, wait that a minute. from? What month is that? <laughs> uh, Mike <laughs> Azinger. A, 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 a under, uh, uh, underreported uh, philosopher named Mike Azinger who should. Uh, be nationally known, but he's getting there. He's got a radio there. show. Called I think there's 15 Truth. people down there. Fusion <laughs> of church and state. All right, so here's what we're going to do, folks. We're at uh, right about break time. when uh, When we come back, I've got a story that I'm going to read from. That uh, is called the the miseducation of America's elites. Now, mm-hmm. this isn't. Uh, this is about elites in terms of uh, these are folks that are very highly educated. Very wealthy, and they're sending their their kids to uppity uppity schools, but that the that always trickles down. Yeah. To it starts. Look, look. This kind of stuff, like critical race theory, starts with the elites in these Ivy League schools that were started two hundred years ago. Name any of them. You know, Princeton, Yale, University of Chicago, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard—the first school was started by the Reverend John Harvard, uh, who later, I think, became a Baptist later uh, in life. But they were started, and uh, uh, for Christians Mm -hmm. to to to. uh, They were putting out preachers. They were putting out preachers. That's exactly what they were doing. All right, so um, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Voice of Truth Radio Show with uh, State Senator Mike Azinger, Pastor Brian Leversey. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, accompanied by my co host, Pastor Brian Leversy, pastor of uh, Fellowship Baptist Church in Vienna. It is where I attend, and I highly recommend it. Uh, oh, yeah, we're the only show in America where you'll experience the fusion of church and state. And uh, look, we're in the middle of a vigorous conversation on uh, critical race theory. Uh, But we do want to mention first uh, about what's going on here, Pastor, with the Sherathon.
1: Yeah, it's so important that uh, we're not only engaging with our audience, but we want our audience to engage with us. We want us to be a community together. And we talked about this at the onset of our show this morning, how important Christian radio is and how much more important it's going to be that Christians have a voice that is unfiltered and that can go out on the airwaves and uh, we can challenge the worldview that exists today with the Word of God, and that's really what it's all about. And Amen. the music and the preaching and shows yes. like this, uh, we're bringing to the forefront the Word of God, and the Word of God brings life into our our situation. So uh, I want to give you the phone number if you'd like to pray for us and then give to this ministry during our Week of share Uh, That helps us to stay on the air. It helps us to bring this wonderful programming to you. So call in right now to 304 893 9736. That's area code 304 893 9736. Or you can go online to praisefm.net. That's www.praisefm.net and click on give and you can give your gift there as well. We'd encourage you to get involved in a regular monthly giving. That helps us out. You know, if we could get 300 people um, that would give $300, um, a month. I mean, that would, that would pretty much cover our, our expenses. So, um, you know, we're looking to try to fill that up and, and get that going on a regular basis. And uh, if you can help us with that, call into 304-893-9736. That's 304 893 Six. And then I want to let you know when you do give during our week of Share we are partnering as we do. We're not just a radio station on an island to ourselves. We partner with other great ministries here in our community. And a portion of what you give this week is also going to go to the Women's Care Center um, here in Parkersburg. And they do a wonderful job. They do a wonderful job uh, helping uh, young women in our community through crisis pregnancy issues, really telling them about their true options and what uh, consequence it has in their life and pointing them toward a life decision. And so when you give this week, again, a portion of that will go to the Women's Care Center to help them in their ministry endeavors as well.
0: That's great. That is great. Uh, Again, the number 304-893-9736. You mentioned the Praise FM 300 uh, and, and that's a great way to give. If 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 some folks have more money than others, some folks can afford three hundred a month. If yeah. you really believe in Christian radio, um, then uh, and you and you have the mm. means, three hundred dollars a month. What a blessing it would be! You know what? <laughs> that would be really a blessing. The three hundred dollars a month. I I
1: think I inverted my numbers there. But if if we've got some people listening, and maybe God did that on a reason. How many of you know God doesn't do anything by accident? So if you do three hundred dollars a month. Praise God. We'd love to have that gift. We are looking to have 300, 300 people. No, we're we're looking to have 300 people give $100 a month. 300 that, people. Spread it out to a few people. All right. More so people. I'm, t- I'm uh, totally <laughs> but, confused but God, now. But God had us mention that for a reason, I'm uh, pretty sure. You know what? I just remembered
0: the the we used to do the Gideon 300. I That's think. it. Yeah. Okay, so our Sunday school class. Uh and this is something look, if you can't afford 300 bucks a yeah. a, a a year. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah. Or 300 bucks a month is a lot of money. Most people can't afford yeah. that, but there are some that can Or even you know 300 a year. Uh, so our Sunday school class, I taught a Sunday school class uh, here for like three and a half years or something. But uh, our Sunday school class, uh, uh, a guy in the class said, you know what, we ought we to give $300 a year from the class. Because some people can't afford three hundred dollars, but a Sunday school class could, yeah. and uh, a group of people could, or maybe a, a family uh, that uh, that goes to a church in the middle Ohio Valley, and and maybe there's uh, some extended family. I'll go to church, and you you're blessed by. Uh, Praise FM one hundred three point nine, and you love the station. You love what you hear. The love you love the music. You want to be a blessing, and maybe say, "Hey, look, there's a bunch of us. We're going to get together and send a check to uh, Praise FM for three hundred bucks, and we're yeah. going to do that every Christmas or every January one, yeah. and commit to that. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be a, a great blessing. I think part of the part of the 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 problem is that uh, you know. Maybe they're just not asked, or they yeah. don't didn't hear about it, yeah. but or they don't uh, know the need.
1: They don't, I don't mean, know the need. That's right. The cost to run a radio station. Well,
0: maybe take uh, a minute yeah. or two. Uh, and well, explain. I mean,
1: you know what you don't see from the outside is not only do we have uh, employees that help keep everything programmed and on the air, we have equipment that regularly needs to be addressed and and provided for. We have all of the licensing fees that mm-hmm. we have to pay for each year to just make sure that we're not infringing on copyrights and all the different things to bring. Uh, This good, solid programming to our our viewing or our listening audience is just so important. I mean, there's a lot of these packed in costs to running this, and this is a not-for-profit. We're not doing this to make money. We're doing this as a ministry. So every dime that you give to Praise FM goes toward getting this programming out, goes toward... Uh, supporting it through the employees that work to do that. Um, Just this winter, we actually had a winter this year, Mm. and there was some snow and some ice and different things. We had various pieces of our equipment that needed to be uh, redone and, and tended to as a result of some of that. So there's just constant costs that are involved with this. And when you give, you're helping to to put that off. And so, whatever amount God leads you to give is a help. But that regular giving, whether it's a hundred dollars a month, whether it's thirty dollars a month, um, I think our budget, the way our budget works, is if we had three hundred people throughout a year's time give thirty dollars a month, it covers the, the it, bills no. for the for the radio station. There you go,
0: and so. and and. Uh, uh, Maybe you have a business that you want to advertise. I heard uh, Mel's Diamond House yeah, last night. Absolutely, uh, Conley Fabricating, and I don't. I shouldn't start, start doing uh, the businesses I hear because there's a lot of them. But, uh, but. If you want to advertise on the show mm-hmm. you can do that also yeah we do
1: uh, we do you know it's it's based on a, a donation structure but it's a it's a way that we again partner with our community it's not just about us being a radio station and oh we've got a radio station. we want to be a benefit to our community and so we have got wonderful partnerships with businesses we have wonderful partnerships with other ministries that are doing a great work in our community when you support praise FM, we believe you're supporting them mid ohio Valley and it's connection to good Christian radio.
0: That's great. 304-893-9736. 304-893-9736. That's the number to call and uh, and to give. Maybe you have a question, call in, and folks uh, that answer the phone can help you out. Uh, but be a blessing to uh, the Sharethon this spring, and uh, help out. Uh, help out. Look, it's it, your radio station, 103.9. Mm-hmm. That that's the the Christians' radio station. Good, uh, godly, conservative music. Great, great shows that we have on here. Not just ours. I mean, we like our show a lot. You know, we joke about it, but we think our show's important. Mm-hmm. We like it a lot. Voice of Truth Radio. We're serious about it. But there's there's other shows also that are very good hmm. that uh that we're serious about too. And you can find the you can find the schedule on the on the website. Yeah, right correct? there
1: at www.praisefm.net.
0: Okay, And the the number one last time, eight nine three nine seven uh 9736 So let's get back into uh critical race theory, which has been kind of the topic. Do not du jour, but do month, because yeah. we've we've talked about it a number of times. Because it is so prevalent, and, and, and this isn't going away. It's it's going. Look, I was thinking about this last night, uh, Pastor. But uh, I haven't been hearing as much uh, the term political correctness. It seems like uh, you always heard. Political, it's political, I think, I think this is moving that term out of the way and moving that ideology. Political, political correctness was uh, uh, just simply, um, it, it was. Oh man, I had I had this uh, written down. I used to use that term a lot. I can't think of what well, I was going to say. I think it's being eclipsed. i like you to say it. though. It but, is. Uh, it, it's 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 um, anyway. But political correctness is moving. Uh, is moving away. It's being, I think. It, I think it's being transplanted by by critical race theory. So th- here's an article, and I'll I'll think of this statement. I used to use it all the time. It's a great little st- you'd be sur- you'd be very impressed with it be- because it'd be the second one I had during the show. See, that's why you can't think of it because that's you'd be been, you know why? over why, your quota. That's why people need to call in because I need a raise. here. <laughs> you know, from zero to like a buck. I should get a free coffee or something, baby. You're cheap here, Pat. I don't <laughs> think. Okay, so listen here. Here's the show. Here's the the uh, the article: the miseducation of America's elites. Now I'm going to read some here, folks. So hang tight with me. But this is really fascinating stuff, and this will help you understand critical race theory. This is um, an article. The gal's name is uh, Barry Weiss, um, and this was it's from the City Journal, which is. I used to get that magazine years ago. A great great website. So she says, The dissidents use pseudonyms and turn off their videos when they meet for clandestine Zoom calls. They are usually coordinating soccer practices and carpools, but now they come together to strategize. They say that they could face profound repercussions if anyone knew they were talking. This is in America. But, the situation of late has become too egregious for emails or complaining on conference calls. So, one recent weekend on a leafy street in West Los Angeles, these people gathered in person, invited me to join. The author, in a backyard behind a four-bedroom home, ten people sat in a hold on here, folks, in a circle of plastic Adirondack chairs eating bags of Skinny Pop, whatever that is. These are the rebels, well-off Los Angeles parents who send their children to Harvard-Westlake, a high school, the most prestigious private school in the city. By normal American standards, they are quite wealthy. By standards of Harvard-Westlake school, they are average. These are two career couples who credit their own success, not to family con- connections or inherited wealth, but to their own education. So it strikes them as something more than ironic that a school that costs more than $40,000 a year, a school with uh, its names, uh, with the board member names like Warren Buffett and family members of Rupert Murdoch is teaching students that capitalism is evil, for starters. For most parents, the demonization of capitalism is the least of it. They say that their children tell them they're afraid to speak up in class. Most of all, they worry that the school's new plan to become an anti-racist institution, quote-unquote, unveiled this Uh, July, in a 20-page document, is making their kids fixate on race. Now look, there it is, folks. Making their kids fixate on race and attach importance to it in ways that strike them as grotesque. Grotesque. I grew up in L.A., and the Harvard School definitely struggled with diversity issues. The stories some have expressed since the summer seem totally legitimate, says one of the fathers. He says he doesn't have a problem with the school making greater efforts to redress past wrongs, and that's part of what it's about, too, redressing past wrongs. This is about, uh, uh, about the past, also. They want blood. Uh, these critical race theorists, including by bringing more minority voices into the curriculum. The father says, I'm fine with that. Why? He has a problem with, or what he has a problem with, is a movement that tells his children that America is a bad country and that they bear collective racial guilt. There it is, folks. They are making my son, he says, feel like a racist because of the pigmentation of his skin one mother says. Another poses a question to the group. How does focusing a spotlight on race fix how kids talk to one another? Why can't they just all be Wolverines? Or, you know, uh, that's a mascot, obviously. So, let me just continue here a little bit. This Harvard West, Westlake Parents Group is one of many organizing quietly around the country to fight to what it describes as an ideological movement that has taken over their schools. This is taking over whole school systems all over the country, folks. This story is based on interviews with more than two dozen of these dissenters. Teachers, parents, and children at elite prep schools in two of the bluest states in the country, New York and California. The the parents in the backyard say that for every one of them, there are many more, too afraid to speak up. It's about fear, Pastor. I've talked to at least five couples who say, I get it. I think the way you do. I, I just don't want the controversy right now said one mother. They're all eager for the story to be told, but not a single one would let me use their name. They worry about losing their jobs or hurting their children if their opposition to this ideology were known. I'm almost done. Let me do a couple more paragraphs. The school can ask you to leave for any reason, said one mother at Brentwood, another Los Angeles prep school. Then you'll be Blacklisted from all the private schools, and you'll be known as a racist, which is worse than being called a murderer. One private school parent, born in a communist nation, tells me I came to this country escaping the very same fear of retaliation that now my own child feels. Another joked, We need to feed our families. Oh, and pay $50,000 a year to have our children get indoctrinated. A teacher in New York City put it most concisely, to speak up against this is to put all of your moral capital at risk. And this article goes goes on, and uh, uh, it's a fascinating, excellent article. Um, and let me just give the title again, The Miseducation of America's Elite. So these are two blue states, California and New York. These are parents at these blue states sending their kids to $50,000 a year uh, elite schools that are prep schools. Prep schools are simply schools that feed into Ivy League schools. So these prep schools are teaching these kids what these Ivy League schools want them to teach so they'll be prepared for it. Thus, the the, the prep school thing. And uh, this is about indoctrination. Uh, This is about fear and intimidation. And this is this is uh, overtly Marxist. Yeah, and what's incredible
1: about it is that it is seeping into every avenue of life. It's it's schools, it's corporations, it's your neighborhood watch. It's everywhere. They're 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 getting funneled into this critical race theory ideology, and it's so anti biblical. Mm. It, it, it doesn't draw from mainline biblical principles that we. We enjoy as Christians, like actual forgiveness. I'm glad that I don't have to go and make retribution for every sin. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I can be forgiven, and we're not we're not stirring up the past to use guilt and to use um, uh, shame as weapons to cancel somebody out or to marginalize them from culture. Because of something that happened generations ago that people living today weren't even involved with
0: mm, and and you you make a great point about about the past uh when when we're saved, when we're born again and and the Lord washes our sins away, how often does he remind us of our past? He doesn't even remember it. The Bible says the he,
1: Bible says that he puts it as far in his in his mind he puts it as far away as the east is from the west, which they'll never touch. And he buries it in the deepest ocean, and he doesn't dredge it up anymore. The devil's the one who dredges up the past mm. because he wants you to live in fear, he wants you to live in shame, he wants you to live in guilt, and he wants you to be constantly bound by sin.
0: So if we have a if we have a, a movement, an organization, an ideology that is. Uh, One of its tenets is to remind its enemies about its past. Would that be of God or would that be of of Satan, of the devil?
1: That we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I believe that's what this is in these humanistic philosophies, these self-righteous humanistic philosophies that purport themselves to be virtue, but it's only virtue signaling. And that's what that term means. Mm -hmm. Virtue signaling is taking something that is not virtuous and signaling it off as though it is a virtue. So that way you can paint everybody else as evil if they don't view things the way you're viewing them. And that's why people are getting canceled. That's why you have even Hollywood coming out with stars every other day, having to apologize in public for something they said 20 years ago, Mm. taking even out of context. And they're having to go and bow down before this culture of elitists who've set themselves up as judge jury and executioner for everyone who doesn't view things the way that they do and and it it's even the left is eating itself with this stuff even
0: and it's it's about power too it is uh the 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 uh statement I was trying to remember i I wrote it down but um uh, it, it used to be i used to use the term political correctness, but I think critical race theory is. Uh, fits there as well, but uh, political correctness teaches us to be offended by truth. Hmm. So, critical race theory does the same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, I, and I, and that, that's what this is about. The, the The main target is is Scripture. Eventually, you're going to shut your mouth hmm. about the Bible. That's largely true anyway. You can say certain verses, uh, but, but most of it, you, you're going to shut your mouth about mm-hmm. it, right? And uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is, is going to be—look, we trained our young people to be offended— it's virtuous to be offended. We have safe spaces at colleges, and uh, we have—you uh, uh, know—these are areas where you can't say anything to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, they're, they're little—we call them snowflakes—because uh, they they melt at the slightest thing. Um, so if you if you tell them that uh, that the gospel is the only way to heaven through Jesus Christ, the Bible already calls it a rock of what offense. So we're offended by it. Why? Because we're born thinking, well, I can I can get myself to heaven by my own works. Uh, what do you mean I have to trust in Jesus Christ because I'm not good enough? That's an offensive statement to a fallen man. Mm-hmm. So if we're teaching our young people to be offended in that it's virtuous to be offended, then it's going to be all the more difficult for that whole generation to hear the truth the truth of the gospel the truth of scripture but um, of course you know God can do anything but the, this critical race theory that um, that it, it's Marxist you know marx Marx was a was a was an evil man and we've talked about him in, in past weeks but uh, one of his methods, of of stirring up trouble and you know over, overthrowing a nation and, and, and look how successful he was not he himself he was a failure but but those that took his ide- ideology Lenin and especially Stalin and Mao Zedong and you can go you know all, all over uh, all over the uh, Eastern Europe and and uh, the Far East and you know, China is a, is a communist country but he creates classes he says okay you're the proletariat or you're the bourgeoisie. There's two of them. And you two, uh, uh, the, the the bourgeoisie is oppressing—it's about oppression—the bourgeoisie is oppressing the proletariat. And uh, so he creates classes, and then he creates friction and hatred towards the classes. Mao Zedong did the same thing. He sent his youth, the young people, into the, st- the cities and where there was where there was where there was peace and tranquility and friendship and love among among these places among these uh, landowners uh, uh, like in Russia that they, they would they would go in and they would cause friction and, and create a class to say you're this class and, and and that's how they started taking this land from these peasants who were who were landowners farm owners they owned their own land but the the communist government wanted it. And they had to do it somehow, and they did it by friction and hostility uh, through a Marxist ideology.
1: Yeah. And and all it is, all, all this does is critical race theories preys on people's wounds. It finds people who feel like they have been oppressed. It exacerbates and even falsifies that oppression. And then it positions that oppression as a weapon that stirs up strife and retribution and that's why we're seeing the backlash that we're seeing today is because the the Marxist, uh, communist, socialist structure tries to create this utopia where everybody is equal economically. And they think that economics really is the status symbol of purity and uh, of holiness and of righteousness. And if you have this, you know, as it was called, the bourgeoisie, and then you have the Proterely, pro- how'd you say that, Mike? I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Don't I tell me you're going to want to struggle <laughs> it out. <laughs> Proletariat. Proletariat. So you have then, two classes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, if you can war them together, and and say, oh, we have to dispense the wealth from those that are more wealthy in order to make everybody part of this uh, utopian society then the ones who orchestrate that are now the new elite. They're essentially the dictators. Mm. They're the, essentially the ones that are now parsing out to everybody equally, but it creates a whole other class. It creates a whole class of these elite dictators, mm. which we see running these different communist socialist cultures today. And they abuse and they entrap they, um, in, in and imprison all of their uh, uh, people in that nation. Whereas capitalism understands that there are going to be some people at the top that have worked their way and found their way to Mm -hmm. acquire wealth, and then they're going to employ people. And if they treat their employees well, those employees are going to stay with them. If they pay them well, they're going to stay with them. They're going to work for them. They're going to have wonderful lives. They can find contentment in what they do. They can find purpose in their work. And yeah, you may have people that are wealthier than others, but they're also providing for all of the others through the businesses that they build, through the employment that they offer. That doesn't mean that an employee or an employer should be mean and vicious and cruel and take advantage. If they do, what's nice in America is you can go find another job. Yes, And-, and And now you have competition and the free market and capitalism produces competition that keeps people free to be able to find the work they enjoy, the work that pays them the best, the work that treats them well without involving government. When we in the United States start involving government in that to make it all equal, now we're no different than China. We're no different than, than, you know, Soviet Russia. We're no different than some of these other countries that thought they could build a utopia. You can't build a utopia. Even Jesus said, The poor you will always have with you. And by the way, Jesus is one of the poor. Mm. And he became one of the poor so that he could minister. To the whole, so so you that's have great. the whole picture there of what this critical race theory is really trying
0: to do. Yeah, that's that's a great explanation of capitalism. I was actually hoping you would you would uh, jump on that and give a, a good uh, biblical explanation of why capital, capitalism is work. I think it's an organic outgrowth of a Christian nation. Capitalism mm. is a natural af- outgrowth. It just it just uh, grows by nature out of a Christian nation, and here's why I think it does, because I think it's it's biblical in its foundation, and that is uh, to be a capitalist. If you want to start a business or whatever, then it forces you to uh, love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. because uh, because you are going to be forced to give the best product or service that you can mm-hmm. give at the lowest price that you can give. Mm-hmm. So you are doing unto others— like you mm-hmm. would have them do unto you. Because if yeah. you don't give the best price that you can give and the best quality or product or service, uh, best service or product that you can give, somebody mm-hmm. else is going to do yeah, it. That's right. And so it forces that, that uh, the second commandment that you love your neighbor yes, as yourself.
1: Hey, at the risk of being um, sacrimonious here, and uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say something, and I hope it illustrates it well. And I don't mean to be sacrilegious about this, okay? But I even see a, a picture of capitalism in the Trinity, mm. uh, in the Godhead. Mm. You have all three parts of the Godhead equal, all equal in value, all equal in power, all equal in necessity, right? Right. But you have God the Father who has all things in his hand. He, he's, he's facilitating everything because he has everything. Jesus has everything too, but he became poor and gave up everything to minister. Hmm. And you have the Holy Spirit then that facilitates all of this, right? So all three working together equally to form a whole. And I think you have that in capitalism. Yeah, you have those who own businesses and are are wealthy and that um, provide for the jobs of others. And then you have those that are workers, that are working and building their their individual Hmm. wealth and building their life. And what's the spirit that facilitates that properly, right? That's the Holy Spirit. And in a proper working, in a proper working society that's applying biblical principles, you're not hating your brother because he's more wealthy or because he doesn't have as much as you. You're working together to facilitate the form and function of life in all of its mm. ups and downs, in all of its growth levels, in all of its needs that exist. You're not dismissing the needs. You're not pretending like those needs aren't there. You're not pretending that people aren't in different situations, but you can find contentment when you're working as a whole. And I think you see that even in the Godhead. The Godhead Godhead itself covers every level, right? Mm -hmm. God the Father in heaven, God the Son who came to earth. None is, is, is more valuable than the other, but they're working together to fulfill the will of God and God's plan. I think that's
0: that's really a fascinating uh parallel. I I've never heard that. Um, so I'm thinking um did you get that from me? I did. Well, I read your book. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Remind me to sign that book for. You. That's really fascinating and that's uh that's a a, a great uh image. Of, you know, if 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 capitalism it it's a dirty word now and uh you know Satan hates anything godly and he's 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 sullied a, a great word capitalism we used to revere a very successful man in this country and and everyone uh everyone knew who they were mm-hmm. you know the rockefellers or uh, Vanderbilt. uh vanderbilts carnegie uh so uh we used to revere them and and many of them uh, the, the uh old man rockefeller uh became a born-again christian mm-hmm. and was very uh generous with his money. You know, the, the library system in America was was funded by Carnegie. We mm-hmm. used to call it the Carnegie Libraries. And uh, uh, the very wealthy were, were very generous. Mm-hmm. So the, the federal government borrowed money from uh, one of the—it was, uh, uh, I don't know if it was Rothschild's. I think they were British, but— um, i might be wrong on that but anyway the federal government needed some money one time and they went to one of the our real rich guys mm. so uh and our real rich guys were were generous people they they weren't perfect and they weren't necessarily all christians but uh but we lived but it, but it was a a christian society we lived mm. in and uh and And uh, uh, pastors taught their people, like Paul did, how you know how to how how to have a relationship with your boss and the boss how to treat the employees, and and it would all work the way you described in terms of the Godhead, and and that's that's really a fascinating thing. So as always, uh, God has the answer to it, and I I finished my I I was talking about the the second video I did on critical race theory, uh, and I finished the video saying this because i i try to i try to give a biblical perspective in in uh when i'm doing legislation also or working in 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 the political realm of charleston but i said uh, after like a five minute video going through all the issues of critical race theory why it's bad and how it affects everybody i said we could fix it with one thing that somebody asked jesus what's the great commandment he said the great commandment is love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. The second is like unto it. It's like unto it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. What if, and I, I made this speech one time on the floor uh, about uh, when I was trying to get the Bible uh, uh, the Bible bill uh, passed down there, which would allow public schools to, to teach the Bible, which they can do now, by the way, folks. Uh, but... Um, Anyway, the the uh, the second great commandment would fix all the problems yeah, like, in the school. You you want to fix bullying, Pastor? Teach the kids to, to love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself. Yeah, you, God's he blows my mind sometimes. How, how, how do you fix everything? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God first, or you don't know how to love, or you don't have a source for yeah. love if you don't love God first. And then take that love that you get from God and show it. Demonstrate it to your neighbor.
1: Yeah, well, we love others best when we love God first. And right after those verses, it says that all of the law and the prophets are 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 fixed into wow. this one thing. All so, of it. So you keep the whole law when you can keep that.
0: I wonder if the Lord would be okay if instead of reading all the Old Testament, we just read those two <laughs> verses. Do you essentially, think he'd be what, cool? it's essentially what he does in the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading through Jeremiah. Yeah, I just finished Jeremiah and. uh yeah. You have to read the Old Testament, don't you? you do. I mean, it, you, you it's it's, and it, 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 it's profound. It's It's like, uh, uh, everyone thinks, Oh, the God of the Old Testament, he's a mean, big old mean guy. He showed mercy all through the you Old did. Testament, right? The grace and mercy of God are just as ever
1: present in the Old Testament as they are the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. All
0: right. So we're going to do, uh, one quick segment. We're about out, out of time for the day. Uh, for this for this show but uh, you're listening to the voice of truth radio show we're going to have um, we're going to have one more segment we're just going to talk about the share for two three minutes uh, by the way if you want to call in 893-9736-893-9736-304 area code this is the voice of truth radio show we will be right back Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, accompanied by my pope, my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversee, pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church. So we're about done for the day, but we did want to mention uh, something big going on at the radio station here at Fellowship Baptist Church. So, uh, Pastor, you want to finish up? Yeah, and it is, up? it is
1: big because it involves all that are listening. I mean, it's pretty awesome. It's awesome, first of all, just to hear our radio show, isn't it, Mike? I mean, yes, I mean of for course. them to hear this is amazing. It, well, but, yes. but the thing is, that's more awesome is for you to be involved directly. Amen. And uh, we understand how valuable our listeners are, and that's why we try to provide you the best, you know, shows that we can. Music, preaching—I mean, the preaching on the radio station is also top-notch. You're getting the Word of God. Uh, you're able to grow in your walk with the Lord, and. What we're asking on our week of our share is we don't do this often. We don't we don't come to you and say, hey, can you help to support the work here? Can you help to support us financially? But it does take finances to support any ministry. And so if you're listening and you're blessed by this radio station, would you call in right now, area code 304-893-9736. It's area code 304-893-9736. We're looking for a one-time donation. Perhaps you could be a regular gift giver here at this ministry, uh, be one of our Gideon's 300 who can pledge $30 a month for a year. We're looking for 300 people who can do that, $30 a month for one year. That helps us to cover, really, all of our expenses here. Uh, But a one-time gift, you can go to uh, our website as well, www.praisefm.net. Click on Give, and uh, that also provides you a way to, to give a gift as well. We'll Brother Mike, this has been a great uh, show that we've been able to do, and we hope to be able to do many, many more if people get involved in the i Amen
0: to that, and uh, um, that's a good point. You know, uh, I I meant to say this. I should have said this earlier, but uh, if you want to hear Pastor Brian Leversey's sermon, what what time are you on? Uh, Are are you on Sundays? I'm on
1: uh, every weekday at noon. And Every I think at Sunday's at noon as well.
0: Sunday's at noon. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you've heard him on the radio. You think, man, I hope he's better behind the pulpit than he <laughs> is on the radio. Well, give we him a turn. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> but can only hope. he's a, he's a a great pulp if you would never heard pastor levercy uh noon noon uh monday through friday and noon on sunday you can tune him in 304-893-9736 uh if you can help out the radio show it'd be a great blessing and uh, uh I, I think it's a great radio show i've a great radio station i've listened to it for uh, as long as it's been on mm. and um now i have the the privilege it's a privilege and honor to be on uh this show with you pastor i love doing it mm-hmm. and we have a great time and uh we get to vent that's the most important. <laughs> all right you're listening to the voice of truth radio show this is senator mike azinger with pastor brian Leversey. we're gonna say goodbye for this week we'll see you uh, next week god bless you have a great day folks